socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. I was on Twitter the other day, and I saw that all these freaking woke losers trying to cancel my good, my good hometown shop of Home Depot. Wait, what happened at Home Depot? There's Home Depot like gave money to cops. Uh, they just weren't standing up. What I heard was that they just weren't standing up against the Georgia voting laws that every other. Ah, company. No, they've done other. Oh yeah, up Home shit. Depot sucks. Like, try to go to Lowe's if you can, but even then, try to go to a local hardware store. I wonder, you know what I remembered is there's Ace. I wonder how Ace, mm. where Ace stands. Maybe Ace is a uh, libertarian. Good enough for Snoopy? Good enough for me. <laughs> um, so you, I rush to Home Depot and I buy uh, one the plank cheapest of plank of wood I could find. <laughs> Wait, are you talking, yeah, isn't ben, this what like Ben, ben Shapiro, Shapiro did? did? And then he put it, he, he had like a plank of wood yeah. in like a, a, plastic a plastic bag, bag that was he covering like one Instagram quarter of the piece of wood. This. It was like, crazy. I think it's cute that he does this stuff you know it's like good for you good for you having a voice you little action figure you like i just want to pick him up put him on a shelf just give him a nice smile he does have a nice smile <laughs> great smile <laughs> yeah it's just like it's so funny that uh, like the right always accuses the left of like quote-unquote virtue signaling when like <laughs> i can't imagine like a more a clearer example than buying a single piece of wood Dude. as a statement of Trump, or Trump serving uh, McDonald's, Goya, McDonald's, and oh, all that yeah. shit was obviously virtuous. Like it was just so blatantly. Like that guy, I believe he does eat like tons of fast food, but I also know he, he's like a rich guy. There's just no fucking way he only eats fast food. That whole like fucking mythology around him was so dumb. It was. That's uh, how you can tell we're in like this bizarro late capitalist world where like. Buying things is slowly becoming more of a expression yes. or like act yes. of political power than than voting. Right. Like buying things is mattering more than 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 voting yeah. is. That's how you know we're like barreling towards um, doom. Yeah, I like how Trump's thing. Welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty <laughs> Songs. I like how Trump's thing is like he didn't. His excuse was like normally they don't feed them or some bullshit. Like normally they don't have Ooh. food. It's just a White House visit. But he was kind oh, enough. Oh yeah, right, but it right, just right. made him look so much worse. Yeah, yeah. You get a free yeah. toy. <laughs> Where DreamWorks come true. Yeah. Where DreamWorks come true. It's the last one. And who knows? Maybe in the Happy Meal that he that Trump gave the basketball players, there was a toy based on well today's film. That's right. This week, we are closing April Fool's Month, DreamWorks Month with Captain Underpants, the first epic movie, a 2017 CGI animated superhero comedy film directed by DreamWorks vet David Soren, featuring the voices of Kevin Hart, Ed Helms, Thomas Middleditch, and Nick Kroll. The film follows two imaginative elementary school pranksters named George Beard and Harold Hutchins, who hypnotize their cold-hearted principal, Mr. Krupp, into thinking he is a Captain Underpants. He is a Captain Underpants? He's one of many Captain Underpantses. 
A superhero who fights crime while wearing only underwear and a cape. Pretty obviously, this is a superhero spoof, but like a kid's version. This film is based on the series Captain Underpants by children's author Dave Pilkey. The 12-book series has an identical plot and characters, with rotating bad guys coming in and out for each book. The book series was a staple of scholastic book fairs around the time us three hosts were children. With book one, The Adventures of Captain Underpants came out in 1997. But Marty, you say, 1997? That's right, it took 20... Hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. But Marty, 1997? It took 20 wait, years wait, for wait, this movie. Wait. Oh, no. But Marty, 1997? <laughs> That's right, it took 20 years for this movie to get made. The books were a hit, but Dave Pilkey hesitated to sell the rights for many years until 20, 2011, which is around the time when he started wrapping up or ending the series. Uh, the studios were finally allowed to bid on the rights. DreamWorks won and began producing the flick. The film was a moderate success, earning $125 million off a $38 million budget, which, by the way, I am I was blown away that it earned so little. Uh, but it did make money, but this is very low for what I thought it would do. Uh, it has been followed up since with an animated series called The Epic Tales of Con- Captain Underpants, which has four full seasons and three specials on the Netflix wow. streaming service. Gentlemen. I did not know. That. Yes. Hey, before you say anything else, I want to tell you what I thought of this movie. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, um, uh, um, oh no, you're throwing um, him off his oh, rhythm. Uh, He's gonna malfunction. Uh, oh no! Delete, delete. Uh, uh, Kelly, Kelly, you have to snap. Uh, did you hear it? Uh, hello, it is dear host, <laughs> Captain Underhost. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Scott. You can let's talk you can about lead the way. way. You can lead the way. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think of any little sound bites <laughs> for my overarching thoughts. I just overall. Well, let's see. I guess let's start with this. Did you guys read the books when you were a kid? I did. Yes. Boy, let me tell me you. Too. Let me actually. Let me go on a little tangent. I read a lot of these books as a kid because they were. We had like a pages read leaderboard type thing oh, yeah. in fourth and fifth grade. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and these just skyrocketed me. This was the easiest way. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you got points for the flipperamas. Uh, for each flip back and forth, I would get yeah. bonus. Yeah. So I was just like <laughs> exponentially ahead of everyone else. Yeah, it made little like pinball dinger noises. Yeah. <laughs> no, which it is why was Kelly did it. It was very clearly. Uh, <laughs> I don't like I shouldn't have I, I game the sk- system a little bit but also this is like one of the only ways I was going to read anything. Come on, are you <laughs> kidding me? Uh Goosebumps is too scary and mm-hmm. Boxcar <laughs> Children were too boring and The mm-hmm. Babysitter's Club was is that a book? I don't yes. know. Yes. Uh also boring. So yeah, Captain <laughs> Underpants all the way. And mm-hmm. what was the was it just called the Magic Tree House where they went to different areas? Uh, I think so. Street? Yes, yes, or something like that. And they're always like raging in Rome, yeah, <laughs> making it up in medieval times. That was like all of those book series, though. Like all of those had titles like that. It'd be like the Boxcar Children uh, boxing their cars. I don't know, something like that. Like it was always like some kind of alliter- alliteration or something. Yeah, yeah. Those sucked. So I like the flip back and forth, the rip the page. Uh yeah, I love I love this those books. They're great. 
I'm quite shocked that they counted toward any kind of like reading thing. Cause in my cl- school, we had accelerated reader, which I was the first champion of accelerated reader. Thank you very much. Uh, but captain underpants definitely did not count toward accelerated reader. Uh, you definitely did not get points for reading those books. Marty's small town being like, there goes Marty, smartest kid on the block. He's one of them no, accelerated readers. He's, He's going to be somebody. Maxie. <laughs> he read Lord of the Rings worth 40 points on the accelerated reader program. Well, golly, all I've ever read is my Bible. Wow. Storms are coming. So what I'll say, yeah, obviously read these books. That was the the aspect of this that I liked the most. I liked how this movie felt like a really clean adaptation of the books. Like it was so playful. That was the thing I really appreciated, especially in the first half of this movie. Like it was having so much fun and playing off of like kids imaginations so well. Uh, for the most part, there was some notable exceptions where it was like, okay, kids are not going to know this famous musical number and like recreate it for a fucking montage. But like the rest of the movie, for the most part, I thought it was really having a lot of fun with like the form of storytelling as much as it. Yeah, could. I think I think that there was a there were moments where they really captured the spirit of the books well, and then there were other moments where it was like a little. I think the fact that they like called it the epic first movie, like, yeah, you know, there's going to be more of these like kind of that attitude uh, uh, is pervasive throughout. Yeah, I, I would say the mistake being uh, the villain in this movie, right? Like, that's the thing that where I think the movie actually goes. Uh, I had a hot take, which is that as a spoof of superhero movies, uh, it's a great spoof because it has the exact same problem as every other superhero movie, which is. The villain has nothing to do with the story in the movie or the narrative or the plot. They just throw in a villain and they have to, like, defeat it. And it ruins the movie, kind of. (laughs) But. Well, it's the first half of this movie is just uh, origin story. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, they're like, okay, now that uh, he's Captain Underpants, we really have to, like, prove that he's Captain Underpants. You know, uh, a superhero is not really interesting without a super villain. So yeah, they have to shoehorn all that in. Well, we'll get to the other fun stuff, but I want to talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just talk about it. You don't have to say <laughs> I'm going to talk about this movie. <laughs> Nobody's stopping you. This is one of those movies. This is the movie that we always talk about how it feels bad to like tear apart a kid's movie. And I think that was really stuck in my brain while I was watching it. Cause I think this is just a kid's movie. It's just a fucking, it's for the, it's for the children. And it, yeah. it's, I think they were trying, like, they knew that they would strike a chord with people my age because I read those books. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I liked the animation style. I liked what they were going for. I didn't love the movie, but I'm not going to, like, shit on it and critique it super hard because it's, like, they kind of, I think they kind of nailed exactly what they were going for. That's, like, my take on it. I don't think it's a bad film, but I also think it's pretty uninteresting overall. Um, and if you really, really like Captain Underpants, sure, go ahead and watch it. Maybe you'll get something out of it, but it's like, it's just fine. It's, this is one of the, usually I say it's fine. Ironically, I'm saying it for real this time. This time, this movie is, it's yeah, fine. there's a lot. I don't know. Sometimes with these movies, when you can like kind of tell that they're like trying to, they're like 
my specialty as a writer is I'm speaking kid language to kids. And that's why I'm like, and then the shark comes out with the gloopy globby laser on his head. Or like, you know what I mean? Where they're like trying mm-hmm. to like, they did like, that with like the dolphin bit over and over again. Kids think and talk yeah. Yeah. like, yeah, where I'm like, partially I'm like, it's good that they know their audience and they're trying to, they're not doing what ants and shark tail did yes. where it's like, this is a kid's movie with more jokes for the parents than the kids. Like this definitely felt like, you know, this is a movie that we are intending for kids to enjoy. Weirdly, I think it made it stronger. I I think it mostly did too, but then just me personally as the viewer, when they did, when they just like were a little heavy handed with that stuff, I found it like cringe, but I have no idea if a kid would be like, okay, this is a little cloying or if they would just be into it. So yeah, I agree. And I also think that the source material is just as guilty. I think that the, and I think that they're pulling that straight from like the books are also like, you know, cause it's, cause so much of the books have this, you know, yes. like sort of like meta narrative of being the comic books that the two main characters who are kids wrote. So they are, you know, they're writing this as though children are writing it. And then I think sometimes it's like very like they nail it and it's like very like sweet that they like are, you know, are adults that can get themselves in that childlike mindset. And then other times I'm like, this is corny and they're just like, "Eh, it's just a little off. I don't know. Yeah. And even like the I would say like the best comedy in this movie and the best spoofing in this movie, for example, it all comes from the books, right? Like the core concept of like underwear looks like tights and that's why he's captain underpants and like just the whole idea of that character is like all from the books and there's like a couple gags like he throws a lady into a tree to get her cat rather than removing the cat from the tree i'm pretty sure that's in the first book and like there's just like a lot of moments like that where there's a lot of really great gags on superheroes that are like universal to kids universal to parents like i think everybody would find this funny but again i think a lot of that is the heavy lifting of the books like i think the books were just like one like so easily adaptable like i think they just to me they always seem like they would make for a good movie like i just don't i never understood why they didn't make this movie until now or why he was holding off uh besides just like being afraid that people he's like george rr martin (laughs) right yeah same tier i think too same tier of (laughs) writer and we're all waiting on that final underpants book Mm -hmm. a dream of underwear a dream of boxers Damn it! <laughs> yeah, you get you get Tolkien. Yeah, that made way more sense than underwear. <laughs> you fucked up by saying the first one for sure. Uh, Nick Kroll in this movie. Uh, so this is where it's like, is this just for the parents? Because there are maybe a million jokes for Nick Kroll's character where he references that he's secretly evil, but out loud he says this. It's like so grating it's so annoying because it's like every fucking scene he says it like five times like i have a secret i have a secret evil plan but no i don't i'm kidding it's just like oh my god there's so many of those jokes in this movie it's for the kids they gotta drive it home that's where i agree with you where it's like i I get that it's like it's not really for that that's the kind of that's that's leaning to the side of the stuff you're saying which is like eh, it's is it really bad or is it like just because it's a kid's movie so they kind of just have to yeah do that now food fight fuck what was it called what's the oh wiener sausage party yes that's where you'll get some subtlety and some nuance (laughs) but the stuff for the kids they really (laughs) beat you over the head with it was ed helms good in this i thought he was like really could have been they should have got john Hamm. 
John Hamm would have been good. I liked Ed Helms, but yeah, he's definitely like, I think they went with someone who's a little softer because they didn't want to make his character. Cause his character is like only e- like a bad guy or evil for like the first 20 minutes of the movie. And then he's like, got to sound like he's a really the, the antagonist for the first. It's like, yeah, this he is, should be the antagonist you know the whole this time. Is, <laughs> it's this movie is like, um, agreed. First of all, this movie is like the village. And yes. Shyamalan, where Ooh. there's like really kind of two <laughs> movies, like halfway, it's like we, f- there's like six acts, and then like halfway through the movie, we just switch to a different movie. Almost. That's what I'm saying with like not liking the Professor Poopy Pants stuff, because it's just like, uh, it like, it just feels like a different movie at that point. Like, I, I wanted more, more, I wanted the tension to, because st- I think this movie flips tensions a lot of times. I think I just wanted it to stay like, oh, they are worried that Captain Underpants is going to get himself killed. That is a movie on its own. Like, they didn't need to do more than that. I agree with you. Bouncing off that, Marty, I think the treatment of uh, Professor Poopy Pants in this movie was just totally off base. Professor Poopy Pants is a three-dimensional character that deserves <laughs> more... <laughs> Now, po- poopy pants in the books is that that whole th- arc with his uh, dead wife. Oh my god! Yeah, that was intense. I would love, you know, they really should have. I wish they would have incorporated book five of the Captain Underpants series, where Professor Poopy Pants uh, deals with alcoholism and the struggle <laughs> yeah. within. You know, that would have been cool to see on screen yeah, in an animated where- form. Professor Poopy Pants is in a coma, and it all takes place within the confines of his very psyche. Yeah, that's a great I, book seven. I think that was. Yeah, it's all a dream sequence. <laughs> we really get to the essence of Professor Poopy Pants. Yeah, truly. You guys, Weird Al did the theme song for this movie. Yeah, but they didn't play yeah. it until like the end. I thought. I know. Why not? The credits. It's so weird. Why yeah. wouldn't you play that up front? It's pretty good too. Yeah, right? a good chorus. Yeah. yeah. No, I was like, this is a good song. Why is this only the credit song? Why isn't this on fucking Kiss FM right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I noticed that the director also had an additional screenplay material by credit, which I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> is that a WGA credit? Additional screenplay material. <laughs> that means he like bought. He went to Kinko's and bought the paper <laughs> he for printed- it. Yeah. <laughs> Literal material. Yeah. Um, I think I think we've well mined this this gold here. Let's try it. Let's see how long we can take to rate it. Just for fun. <laughs> right, okay, I've timing. got six more pages. So okay. I like the dolphins. Um uh, the last twenty minutes are confusing. Whoopie Cushion Symphony, good musical joke, good little moment. Mm. That's the thing. I don't think I liked any of the like individual like bits, especially like where it was like the kids are being funny and doing funny things that kids love. I thought we're like all like I, I kind of wish it was a little more like scurrilous other than being like you farting with your armpits like, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. But like, come on, you can think of something a little more like insidious, but. Also, like, again, this is an innocent movie for kids. I just want a little more Bart Simpson-itude. Like, yes. they really, like, play up that these two kids are, like... Geniuses. Bad, g- evil geniuses. Yeah. But, like, none of the stuff they do... Like, if I was the principal, I'd be like, these kids are, like... Dumb. Light. <laughs> yeah. Light little... Yeah. Like, the, if they think this is bad, they're just ever innocent, precious souls. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know. They, like, make fun of a teacher's name is, like, the big turning point. This is like... Yeah. Uh... 
There is at one point a social media call to action. The two characters turn to the camera and they say, if you could control your principal, what would you do? What would you do? What the Hashtag- fuck? Hashtag Captain Underpants. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is this? I'm like, I get yeah. the meta thing going on, but like, holy shit, that's like way too But they far. would do that in a book, too. No, that that would be like something yeah. in a children's book, though, just to like sum and it up and get the kid thinking about it. They were doing it. some like, weird, they did some weird stuff in those books. And that's yeah, why my teacher I, was like, sure, I'll count this as a page. It definitely <laughs> had the rhythm of like when RuPaul just goes like randomly in the middle of something just says hashtag drag race. Like it definitely had the rhythm of a, a social media fucking sure. ploy, but I think it was more in the spirit of like, use your imagination, kids. Like, yeah. I agree with you. I just, I was just like turned off. I was like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> As a spoof, seven out of 10. I think the premise itself is such a strong spoof idea for a kid's movie. And there's a lot of good, what if the superhero was just a deluded guy in his underwear? There's some good jokes in here. For the most part, it, you know, it works. The premise runs thin quickly, but like it's when it's done well, it's done well. And uh, it doesn't need to be better than that to be a seven out of 10, I would say. As a movie, six out of 10, enjoyable enough as a kid's movie. I like the first 40 minutes quite a bit. Uh, I thought this movie was also way too short, too. The movie kind of just gets to the end really, really quickly. You could have used another, like, hour 45. <laughs> I needed this to be as long as Satan Tango. Develop poopy pants more. <laughs> uh, six out of ten. That's my review. As a spoof, uh, 4.8 out of ten. Because it's, I don't know if it's, we're not dealing with superhero material a ton. Now, if this were a superhero movie, I'd probably say 10 out of 10. This is a superhero spoof. But this is more of just a, a adaptation of that children's book, Captain Underpants. And for that, it's good. Uh, so as a movie, 7.8 out of 10 is pretty darn enjoyable. Um, and then one final note was just, I just remembered this. I don't, Ed Hel- the too many times of Captain Underpants doing the like, Hello, generic, overly generic mm-hmm. way of saying this. I like that uh, <laughs> every hey, time. <laughs> hello, human. Per- he, they they just did it. It was fun. Like when he gets hit by the car and he's like, "Hello, vehicle person," and it was like, "Okay, that's kind of funny." But then he calls the secretary like human person for no reason, and it's like Captain Underpants would know what people are. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I that's actually weirdly a bit. I agree with you, but I also thought it was funny every single time. It just worked. Oh, for okay. Me. I have the brain of a five-year-old. Kelly. Uh, You guys are being too harsh. It's a kid's movie for kids. (laughs) I think maybe it crossed their mind at one point to think, oh, how do we make this fun for adults? And then they were like, oh, wait, the movie's literally Captain Underpants. It's not for them at all. It's Captain Underpants, not Mr. Underpants. Yeah. (laughs) And Mr. Underpants is his father's name. Uh, I give it a six out of ten as a spoof. Because, sure, and seven, what did I rate Shrek 2? Just under Shrek 2 as a movie, because it was <laughs> the second best DreamWorks film we've watched this month. Kelly, I gave it a 7.8 out of 10, and you say I'm being too harsh? No, 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 you're just in, it's it's tough. It's tough being a critic. Oh, I'm sorry, 10 out of 10. It's tough being a critic. Write it down. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Write it down, Marty. Marty, write what? it down. We know you're logging reviews somewhere. I'm I'm running the spoof, uh, the spoof, the, the spoof, 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 spoof
Yeah, what was your guys overall? Now that we've wrapped up DreamWorks month, uh, before we move on to our next segment, what was your guys like? Your favorite was Shrek Two, Kelly. Scott, what was your favorite of the month of the four? Oh, um, I'll steal yours and say Shark. Tale. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think Shrek Two is probably the best movie we watched. But even though, even though I thought Shrek Two has the most problems in it, it still was the most enjoyable thing. So I don't um, know. Yeah, I don't know. Shrek Two is mine, but Captain Underpants is right there with it. As far as DreamWorks month goes, never again. I've never want to make DreamWorks come true again. I don't know why we have to do a themed month every April. I'm gonna lobby against that next month. Oh my god! Uh, no, we already have two two months of hell for you, Kelly. Oh no! Yeah, it's uh every single April every of single all two April, years of this podcast. We've I had. have just the biggest case of post traumatic spoof disorder. Yeah. This fucking ruined your life. This has ruined my life. My wife is leaving me. Every April she leaves me and she comes back in May because it's over. And yeah, that's all there is to it. Uh, thanks for listening to DreamWorks Month. Uh, moving on, Scott, do you have a song for us? I most certainly do. Fellas, I'm going to take you to a year we call 2008 to tell you about a song we call Paper Planes by an artist we call M.I.A. You might remember this song featured in the trailer for um, uh, a little Seth Rogen vehicle by the name of Pineapple Express. I think we all... If you <laughs> if you remember reading the Captain Underpants books, then you <laughs> certainly remember seeing that trailer in high school. A song and trailer, if I might butt in, that made that movie a huge hit and made the song a huge hit. That was like the only time I can think of off the top of my head where uh, the two things coming together definitely made them both massive successes. Yeah, for some reason they just do seem so not. It was just kind of the perfect, like, so I don't know, yeah. they just worked together so mm -hmm. goddamn well. And it just seemed so cool. And the movie was fine. Mm -hmm. And the song, well, we'll find out. Oh. Uh, Paper Planes is a song written and recorded by British pop, sorry, British hip hop artist M.I.A. for her second studio album, Kala. She originates from Sri Lanka and incorporates lots of music from around the world into her hip hop. Produced and co-written by her and Diplo, the song features an interpolation of English rock band The Clash's 1982 song, Straight to Hell. So it's a sample. They, they take a sample from uh, a The Clash song. Uh, and the members of The Clash were uh, credited as co-writers thusly. So, um, let's see. Uh, I'm reading my notes. Is this a good time to... Before we have a listen, let's take a little guess on where this MF peaked on the Billboard Hot 100. Gentlemen, care to venture a guess? Marty, you have the floor. Number five. We'll go number eight. Well, Marty, you're closer. to number one. In fact, you're one off. <laughs> it peaked at number four. Dang. Uh, so yeah, let's have a little listen. Paper, uh, paper planes by M I A. Oh, you know what? Actually, before we do that, let's listen to just the 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 piece that's sampled uh, from "Straight to Hell" by The Clash. <laughs> All right, 
Yeah, so it's not too hard to tell from that where they uh, got the sample from. So, with no further ado, here is the song Paper Planes by M.I.A. I fly like paper, get high like planes. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my name. If you come around here, I'll make a more day. I get one down in a second if you wait. I fly like paper, get It's funny how this The Clash song is like a pop, but like M.I.A. was like, like, could just... She clearly was like able to be like, oh, like if you just went like more energetic once it gets out of the intro, it'll just be like a fucking yeah. banger of a song. She's, a she was basically like, yo, what if we did this intro, but then led into like a way better song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the intro rips. But yeah, the, the rest yeah. of the song is just very casual, you know? Yeah. So uh, the lyrics of this song uh, are inspired by her difficulty getting visas to work in the U.S., and so she, uh, when she was working on the song, uh, in, uh, I think where's Brixton. That sounds like England probably, I right? So, okay. Uh, <laughs> MIA invited street kids. She came across in Brixton to sing, uh, the song's chorus after regaining entry to the U S uh, MIA finalized the track at her home in Bedford, Stuyvesant, a Brooklyn neighborhood. <laughs> we'll just say Bedford. Bed in Brooklyn, uh, with a high concentration of African Americans in mid two thousand seven. She recalled that her time living there prompted her to think people don't really uh feel like immigrants or refugees contribute to culture in any way. She added the sound effects of gunshots and a cash register to the chorus, saying these sounds sim- symbolize the stereotypes of immigrants. MIA refused to elaborate and wanted uh, in- listeners to interpret the songs for themselves, noting, America is so obsessed with money, I'm sure they'll get it. Uh, so there you have it, folks. We got a little game based on... So I with the uh, the cash register and the gunshot sounds in mind, which uh, by the way, uh, oh, the music video was uh, popular on MTV despite MTV censoring these gunshot sound effects. So inspired by the gunshot sound effects, guys, I prepared a little sound of uh, a little array of sound effects that I've loaded up for us to mess around with. So do you guys remember this game from um Whose Line Is It Anyway where they would like make people come up on stage and like make sound effects and then they would like do a scene based off that? Sure. Well, okay. Gents, I'm gonna have you improv a scene and then I'm running the soundboard. So oh, I'm gonna God. be playing these sound effects and you have to, you know, behave as though they these are diegetic diegetic yes. sounds in the world of the scene you are creating. So uh, I've ahead of time asked uh, for a location from our studio audience. <laughs> and uh, you guys are going to be acting out a scene at a cupcake store. And I might join in as a character. I might not. But what I will definitely be doing is playing God with the soundboard here. So with no further ado, gents, take it away. Uh, excuse me. Hello. I've been waiting at this cash register for a while. Yeah, just one second. I'm I'm taking a big dump. Okay, you better wash your hands, Mister. Cause I uh, I don't want any any of any of that grossness in my. Yeah, finally you're here. Finally. <laughs> I, what do you? I I was hoping to get a menu from you. I'm I'm looking for. I guess a cupcake. Is that all you sell here? 
Yeah, we sell cupcakes. We sell chocolate cupcakes, vanilla cupcakes. You have any? Oh, <laughs> oh no! I, I I I dropped one of the cupcakes on the ground. Oh, my boss is gonna be so mad at me. Well, so, no. Oh no! <laughs> you have to throw it. it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Why'd you throw it? He's gonna be even uh, more mad now. It's all over the wall. Oh my god! I can't. I keep making mistakes. Oh, Somebody man. help me! Oh my god! Did you? There's an alien. What is that out there? Is that an alien spaceship? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I've heard you have the greatest cupcakes on the east side. Yeah, we have chocolate cupcakes and vanilla cupcakes. Oh, do you have anything? <laughs> Oh, I guess that guy didn't want <laughs> he any didn't cupcakes. Want he didn't want chocolate milk. He probably well, wanted well, something savory, too. I'm looking for a savory cupcake. I thought you guys were more uh, innovative than most cupcake stores around hmm. here. I suppose I can make you a savory cupcake. Yeah, mm. just use salt <laughs> instead of sugar. Maybe All some right. rosemary, some thyme, a little meat. Oh, I don't have any of that here. I only have... I only have... God, is that coming from the the back? Yeah, that's our that's our uh, cupcake factory. Uh, our employees here. Let me go open the door. Let me go open the door and tell them to keep it down back there. <laughs> oh God! What is going? What are those things? What are those? They have like green and hairy yeah, sorry. arms. Sorry, my silent door didn't. Uh, I, I I didn't think you'd see in there. Oh, close! I'm gonna close the door. I'm oh closing my the door. God! Closing the door. Yeah, please. I don't. I don't want to no, know my... how the sausage is made. Oh, you could have uh, yeah, a sausage sorry. cupcake. That sounds pretty tasty, huh? Over there. Yeah. Never think I could, about I could that? ask the monkeys to make one, but uh, you know they re they really don't understand English, so I can't really uh, can't really do that. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? What's going on? I want a cupcake. I've been waiting in line all day. Yeah, I, oh my god. I didn't see you there. One sir. at a time. One at a time. I'm up. I'll take I'll try the vanilla. Give me the vanilla. Alright, one vanilla. That'll be thirty five fifty. Here That's you go. Thirty five dollars? Yes, thirty five dollars. <laughs> Thank you for all the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can shove it. You you couldn't tell by my mouth making those noises. I'm not happy about this. Enjoy your cupcake. <laughs> well, I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> because I've been waiting in line for so long. All right. Okay. We've got two kinds of cupcakes. We've got chocolate. I don't know if you heard me talk to the other guy, but I, we have chocolate cupcakes and vanilla cupcakes. That's it? Yeah. No savory cupcakes. The monkeys in the bag don't really want to make those. Well, the surely, the, oh, those are the three flavors. That's right. Chocolate, vanilla, and savory. No, there's no savory ones. I'm telling you, there's no savory cupcakes. Yes, but I'm saying those, I said, oh, well, let's back up. Okay. <laughs> I said, what kind of cupcakes do you have? You said chocolate and vanilla. And I said, oh, that's it? And you said, yeah, there's no savory. <laughs> As if that's the end of the list <laughs> of possible cupcakes. Yeah. You don't have, a like, a peanut butter one? No, or? no peanut butter. No, no. <laughs> okay, I'm walking away. <laughs> I'm, that guy's I'm got so some mad. crazy Doc Martens on. <laughs> Those are really big boots. <laughs> I didn't understand what your foot, what that, what that noise was, sir. But now I do. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're. <laughs> hey, you got? Did you guys get any of those cupcakes in there? 
any of those cup yeah there's been a line all day and i don't know why all i have is chocolate and vanilla and i got the vanilla and i'm about to return it, it doesn't taste very good oh what does it taste like oh, it oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no this man is glitching oh, no, someone sir, sir. call 911 <laughs> Oh my god, somebody call my IT department. Here comes the, the, the biplane. Oh, no, it's, uh, this man has passed. Oh this my man god. has passed on. Somebody call my doctor. Well, guys, I think that's probably good. I can't get no respect. And scene. And scene. And scene. Way to roll with the punches, fellas. Yeah, that was a that tough was, one. You came with a soundboard and you put us... In a tricky situation, <laughs> and I think we handled it just fine. I think you handled it with aplomb, quite frankly. Um, some of the sound effects, I had no idea what they were. Yeah, me too. Just made it really hard. Well, it's, you don't have to. Get, it's not no, get I, it right I, or wrong. I'm, you just I'm have to criticized. make it something. I know, I know. We, I think we did. Scott, I'm 30. My imagination is has been it's in a gone. drought for yeah. like three years. Taxes, taxes, taxes. That's all I think. All the time. Yeah. Well, Kelly, do you think that tax brain of yours can possibly drum up a novelty product to speak about? Yeah, I think it can do that. I think it can manage that. How about Tamagotchis? You guys want to talk about Tamagotchis? Ooh. Has anyone done these? Because I didn't really check the list. Um, We have not. All right, perfect. Boop. Beep. Boop. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I mean, I'm dying. There's no, help me. Uh, <laughs> there's no Harley Quinn Tamagotchi as far as my research has gone. I'm surrounded by my own feces. Yeah, that's that's that happens. We're going to talk a little bit about Tamagotchis, boys. There's, you, got, you know them. You love them. Did you guys have any of these growing up? Yes. I did not. The closest thing I had was there was like a Digimon Digivice, yeah. uh, sort of Tamagotchi-esque thing. I think I had a knockoff one myself, because I'm sure my parents didn't know and didn't care about the difference and just got me and my sister's cheaper ones, which, bless them, I don't blame them for one bit these days. Uh, it was invented by Ake Maita, I probably butchered that, in 1996, and it won her the 1997 IG or IG Nobel Prize for Economics, which is like a Nobel Prize for weird science, I guess. Like the movie <laughs> Weird, weird science. science? Yeah. Um, okay. So like the fidget spinner guy and the Fushigi Honestly, guy wouldn't won. be surprised if either of those guys won. Uh, it's a keychain-sized virtual pet simulation game. I'm sure it generated just tons of unnecessary e-waste back in the 90s. Uh, the characters are colorful creatures with simple designs based on animals, objects, or people. Uh, the story behind the game is they're these small alien species that deposit eggs on at one egg on Earth to see what it was like what life was like and it's up to the player to raise the egg into an adult creature and the creature goes through several stages of growth and will and it will develop differently depending on the care the player provides i feel like i never got that into these things i think the closest i've gotten to like having a tamagotchi was uh in sonic adventure 2 battle for the nintendo gamecube they had a chaos 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 ko garden um 
and you would raise these little things in a very similar way to Tamagotchis and you'd feed them and pet them. And like over time, they would evolve into these monstrosities of uh, sort of like weird alien creatures. And it was like a 3D version of these. But basically, once you activate it, the egg appears on screen. You set the clock and then the egg wiggles and hatches into a small pet. And of course, during the 1990s, oh my god, these children frequently took these guys to school. And then in the first two releases, the Tamagotchis could die in less than half a day if it didn't receive adequate care. And boy, teachers were not happy about these as class disruptions. <laughs> you guys... Teacher, teacher, I gotta go feed, please, he's gonna die! Yeah, I can't imagine if these would have been a pro- if these would be a problem like nowadays. Because I feel like most kids just have, like, phones all the time anyway, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, These between classes, I don't think it's a big deal to look at a small keychain to, like, feed it or clean up its its dung. I mean, just that sentence. Imagine saying that to someone from 1923. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I don't think it's wrong to feed a small keychain between class. I'm from 1923, and I think Ooh. it's cool. I'm from 1918, and I my brain is falling out of my ears. <laughs> so yeah, that's this Tamagotchis. I was gonna do a really intricate D and D style raising a Tamagotchi oh, game. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work. And it was so much work. So instead, we're gonna do a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> See Hell what yes. 90s toy we all are. <laughs> <laughs> all right boys uh send us the link let's, no i'm gonna i'll just go through it with you uh pick so you guys have to pick a 90s animated movie i'll i'll let's do marty first marty page master beauty and the beast nightmare before christmas or james and the giant peach those are the only four 90s animated movies ever What's the context? I'm just picking one. You've got to pick one. I don't. It doesn't even say pick your favorite. It just says pick one. James and the Giant Peach. All right. So Marty, you get to pick between a mead, two mead drawings, or two Lisa Frank drawings. One of the meads is a big fucking bulldog eating a Converse shoe, and the other one is a rollerblader escaping from a big old crocodile. And then there's a Lisa Frank drawing with two happy puppies around a Sunday of treats. And another Lisa Frank drawing of a banana, a pineapple, and watermelon just decked out in uh, high fashion. So I got to go. With, so one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite uh, local Milwaukee bands includes a reference to Mona Lisa Frank. Wait, just Elisa Frank. The song is called Mona Lisa Frank. I'm going to go with the two dogs. Two dogs. Okay, Marty, what was your favorite subject in school? Ooh. Uh, it's either... It looks like the options are... Yeah, Joya Silas on Unsplash. <laughs> I don't know uh, what these are. Book, do you like reading? Painting. Do you like painting? Do you like Einsteining? Math. Or do you like... <laughs> Math. Do you like recess? Uh, reading. Reading for sure. Wow. Pick a 90s pop song. Do you like Black or White by Michael Jackson? Candy by Mandy Moore? Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey? Or Gonna Make You Sweat? Everybody Dance Now by CNC Music Factory. Everybody Dance Now? That's your final answer? 
Yeah, I think so. All right. Pick a chain restaurant. Oh, my God. TGI Fridays, Pizza Hut, Planet Hollywood, or Chuck E. Cheese. So, you know, normally I would go Fridays or the Hut, but because of the podcast, I'm going to go Planet Hollywood, baby. Planet Hollywood. Pick a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles character. Casey Jones, Leonardo, (laughs) Raphael, or Crank. I take umbrage with the quiz. Michelangelo was my Ninja Turtle because I was like Michelangelo in that I was a cool dude. All uh, right, but I'll go. I'll go Raphael because he's got anger problems. Oh, you're an easy bake oven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott Stern. Yeah, make me a tiny that cake. Is the iconic toy that I am from the '90s. Scott Stern, animated movie, Page Master, Beauty of the Beast, Sniper Before Christmas. I'll stop you there, Page Master. Page Master. Uh. Trapper keeper design, bulldog, cool two dogs with Sunday. I'll stop you there, bulldog. Whoa, you're crazy. <laughs> Do you like reading art, math, or recess? I'll stop you there. It's art, baby. Wow, Whoa. what a nerd. We're gonna be very different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Michael Jackson, Mandy Moore, Mariah Carey, or everybody dance now. I'm gonna agree with my friend Marty and say, gonna make you sweat. TGI Fridays, Planet Hollywood, Pizza Hut, or Chuck E. Cheese's? For the salad bar, for that, oh, God, the buffet, gotta go to the (sighs) hut. I didn't even think of it as, like, it's 90s Pizza Hut, because then I definitely think Oh, yeah. 90s Pizza Hut, there's no comparison. Casey Jones, Leonardo, Raphael, or Crane? I'm gonna stop you there. My man and the cop. Cop? Coffee mat? What the? (laughs) I am having a stroke. (laughs) Casey Jones, my man in the hockey mask. You're a Tamagotchi. You did it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Kelly's got to do it. Kelly, I got to do it. I'll tell you what I'm aiming for. Let me tell you what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming for Beanie Baby. So let's see if I can hit Beanie Baby. Ooh, Ooh, that's tough. That first one. one. Okay, what movie are you picking, Kelly? Like, all these scared me. I think I got to go with Beauty and the Beast. And then I'm going to go with the cool banana drawing, Lisa Frank. And then I'm going to go Recess. You guys are idiots for not picking that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do Everybody Dance Now. You guys are smart for picking that. Chuck E. Cheese's. I'm just thinking of myself in the 90s. I love... Are you kidding me? Chuck E. Cheese was such a treat. I don't know any of these, so I'm going with Krang. Oh, I'm a talk boy. <laughs> You're the worst one. You got the worst toy. <laughs> yeah, that's the most obsolete of all of them. And that is the which iconic 90s toy are you? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can play along at home if you want next time. <laughs> Here's the link, www.buzzfeed.com forward slash p-t-e-k forward slash w-h-a-t hyphen a-w, Marty, fucking walk us off. No, we got to say we really appreciate it, and you got to name a movie we're doing next week, I don't know what movie we're doing. Did we do, we've done Pretty Woman like five times, haven't we? Yeah, we've done that, for Mm. sure. I love you so I love you, Sarah Marshall. That's not the name of that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Before we go on too far, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah.